Hey everyone, just me at the top of the show to let you know about the shows I have on sale for the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I have Don't You Know Who I Am, four shows at the European Beer Cafe, 3pm on Saturdays, and also my kids' show, Humankind, which is on weekends at the Q Courthouse. Tickets for both shows are at joshearl.com.au. Hey, big thanks to everyone who's Patreon subscribers. You guys are the absolute best. I say that every week, but you are. Uh, if you want to be a Patreon subscriber and get a whole bunch of extra episodes, Pod Machine, which is the sister podcast of this show, where we go through all the hit machines, go to patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A. That's patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A. Also, thanks to everyone who's been leaving five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, leaving and writing stuff. It's always, always great. Helps out with the algorithm. Enough from me. I'll talk to you soon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to 100% Hits Volume Pod, the podcast that looks at the greatest compilation of music this country has ever produced, the 100% Hits compilation. My name is Josh Earl and joining me for the second week in a row in my, in my childhood bedroom, can you please welcome into my bedroom, Ben Caution, yay! Thank you so much, the bunk beds look good. Thanks, what do you think of the Pamela Anderson posters? They're pretty good, aren't they? She is a babe! Absolute babe magnet. No, no she's, yes. Well, she, I don't know. No, she's, she's a babe and a babe magnet. Yeah, only it gets attracted to the babes, like a Tommy yeah. Lee. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, now, Ben, we're going to talk about 100 Hits Volume 18, Side B. Did okay. you have any of these growing up? Any of these compilations? I've never heard of 100 Hits. Oh, mate, were they big? They were huge. I was. But I, think, I, had... I think they were bigger in Tassie than anywhere else. I was a so fresh guy. Yeah, so you're more a hit machine. That was hit machine turned into so fresh. Oh really? What was the first so fresh you remember getting? I think, from my memory, it was like because they were in seasons from memory. Yeah. Yep. I think it was like a winter 2001. <laughs> a beautiful winter it was. What What was on there? Was Do you remember any of the songs? Can yeah, I, guess? I remember. Was Motor Race on there? I can't remember. I remember oh. one of them had. Um, uh, Limp Biscuits, nice. uh, Roland. Yep. But that might, I, I think I had two So Fresh. One was a summer and one was a winter. Yep. I think the summer one had blue, the song Blue. Ah, oh, Abu Dhabi uh, or the Abu, Leanne Rimes Abu, one. Yeah, Abu Dhabi, Abu yep, Dhabi, Abu yep. Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and maybe the Barbie Girl song that was on the summer one. Ah. Oh, no, that would have came out in like 98, I'd say. Because oh, I only shit. know this, because that was Aqua's only big hit. They had that. They had another one about Dr. Jones. Love Dr. Jones. I remember, Jones. because when I was in Melbourne once, when I was visiting my high school girlfriend who lived in Melbourne, and I lived in Tassie, mm. I saw the lead singer of Aqua come out of one of those Australia 
shops, like the tourist shops. Oh yeah, and the she big had very cool cat. yeah. Well, she had very distinct hair, and so it was very obvious that this was the lead singer of Aqua. And wow. I was like, wow, that's a famous person. And I dined off that How'd story you feel? for a while. I felt all tingly inside. It's so so they, weird when yeah when you're a kid and you see famous people. I am. I've always been, I'm chasing her. Yeah. This is the whole reason I'm doing a, a podcast about pop music and try and get the members of Aqua on. It is pretty exciting to see a famous person, especially as a kid. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you only see them on TV and go, oh, wow. Because you always go, they're either taller or shorter than you think. No one's ever the, the same height that yeah. you think they are. That's true. I remember one of the first times we did this pod, you thought I looked tall. Yeah, I thought you were a tall man. Just from seeing my head. Because I, yeah. I do have quite a long head, I guess. Yeah, I, I have a lot of people say to me, I'm shorter than I um, look on from photos. Right. Yeah, which is weird because yeah. the photos are tiny, so I don't know what they're doing. Hey, this this year we're talking about is the end of 1995. How old were you in 95? I was three years old. Oh, so you, I didn't know you were so young. Wow. I'm extremely, I'm the youngest comedian on the scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so you would you wouldn't know any of these songs then? I know Oh I'd say you you know two. I, I reckon I yeah. know what two. I reckon they're oh. back to back as well. Uh, but that's no, right. they weren't back to back. Oh, okay. But oh, I good. did know two and the rest I yeah, I really didn't know. Oh, great. Well, prepare for an education, Ben. Because I'm gonna tell you I all about wait. these songs. We're gonna kick it off with a man who's been on the podcast before. Last time we talked about uh, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. This is almost like the sequel to that song. This is Mr. Meat with I'd Lie For You and That's The Truth. I'm going to start it about 40 <laughs> seconds into the song. I love it if he just has a caveat for all his, all his songs. Yeah. I'd lie to you, but I'm not going to do anything extra <laughs> over the top. Here we go. Meatloaf. I never leave, I'd be the one who'd always be around Baby, give me a chance He can really throw his voice, it's good mm. I'd pull the sun out from the sky to light your darkest night Similar, yeah, so similar. The songs are so similar. All right, I reckon we'll pause it there. I reckon yeah. the listeners get where it's going. It's almost like someone gave them, like someone had the blueprint of the other song and went, "Just write another one. Just write another song like that." It's almost identical. Well, this was written by Diane Warren. Uh, it was the first single from his seventh album, "Welcome to the Neighborhood." I uh, got to seven here, number two in the UK, number 13 That's in the U- United States, yeah. Oh, but no. even the film clip 
realizes that they're so similar. So it's almost like it's the sequel to the film clip as well, where Meatloaf is not playing like a a vampire in this one. I don't know if you've known you've seen the first no, film clip. No, I don't know. Sorry. Well, this one it includes the same actor from the I Would Do Anything for Love film clip, Dana Patrick, where she's kind of the same character, like the love interest, and she's lip syncing to Patty Russo, who's the female voice in it. Now, Patty Russo is an artist in her own. She's got her own albums out, but she also was in We Will Rock You, and that led to her, for a brief time, fronting Queen. No. Yeah. She got a gig fronting Queen. Yeah. So in the film clip, though, it's like Indiana Jones ripoff. Really? Yeah. Meatloaf alternates between playing the hero's sidekick and singing to the, the love interest from afar, though. He doesn't get close to her as the other man seduces her. Oh, no. Yeah. And then, but the heroine in it, so uh, Dana Patrick, she sings all her lines to the other guy. So Meatloaf singing his lines. <sighs> of the, she I'm sings really to the other invested guy. now. I've got to yeah. watch this film clip. And in the end, the adventurer, the Indiana Jones type, he chooses, he's got a choice between the treasure and the girl. <clears throat> ben, what do you think he chooses? Oh, boy. He better choose the girl. I'm a romantic at heart. Bop, bom. He chooses the treasure. But oh. guess who comes in to sweep up the girl? Big old meatloaf. Big old meatloaf a gets the girl. A big slice of meatloaf is coming your way. So, yeah, that's that's the film clip. That's now, a crazy film clip. There's yeah. a lot well, happening there. Well, there's enough time. The song goes for 6 minutes 41. So that's a long time for a pop song. Which I think this is the f- only uh, episode of the podcast. Normally, it's nine episode, nine songs. This one only eight on side wow. B, and I'm thinking because the Meatloaf song's so long, they just yeah. couldn't cram it all in. Totally. Um, so last time we talked about Meatloaf, we talked about his AFL Grand Final performance. Mm. Uh, have you have you watched that before? No, never. Ah, uh, it's Was it bad. It's so it's amazing. Like he's so bad. It's brilliant. Like you couldn't. Even if you went out there, go. I'm going to be really bad. You couldn't be worse. It's I, it's brilliant. I can picture him sweating a lot. That's what I'm oh, picturing. It was good, and there was t-shirt cannons. They were firing off into the, into the crowd. It was great. Anyway, so we talked about that last time with Jimmy Watkins. This time, I want to talk about his other great breakdown, and this is from Celebrity Apprentice. Have you seen this? No. So he was a he was one of the contestants on Celebrity Apprentice. And he loses his mind at the actor Gary Boosie. Boosie? Yeah. Boosie, yeah. Boosie. And so they've got a challenge where they've got to do some artwork to sell off at a charity. And Meatloaf can't find his paints. And he accuses Gary Boosie of stealing them. And I'll play you the rant. It's, it's pretty impressive. Here we go. What's wrong? Mother! What's wrong? I bought those mother sponges. Part of that paint is mine. I'm sick and tired of you, mother! No, 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 no. my basket. So he's just been torn apart from Gary Busey by Mark McGrath, the singer from Sugar Ray. So they're just yeah. the casino. So, so, you know, so we'll, we'll continue going. Oh, I'm hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on. You don't want to make you. Get out. You don't want to start with me. Meat. Don't do it. Don't do it. Meat. You do Meat. not want to. 
with me. You look in my eyes, I am the last person in the world you ever want to with. There. It's so that good. That was amazing. All, that all is- of that happens... He's wearing a T-shirt and the tag is up as well, out of the top of the oh T-shirt. It's it's really good. It's a really good scene. I find yelling so funny. Oh, <laughs> the best thing is when well. people yell and lose their mind. I'm the same. Oh my god, it makes me laugh so much. I don't like getting yelled at, but I like. No, being, that's horrible. Yeah, I like being in a room where someone's yelling and losing their mind, and it's not directed at me. I find that yeah. very funny. I like yelling. Yeah, when people yell in a comical way. Ah. Oh. So, that is amazing. Also, I love that people call him Meat. Meat. Like, Come that's on, his meat. first name. <laughs> well, the meat. best thing is, so he's accusing Gary Busey of stealing the paints, and he's looked everywhere in the room, and then mm. another contestant goes, like, after all that, Meat goes back for round two, screams mm. at him, and then just starts stealing all the paints off Gary Busey, who has no idea what's happening, and then someone else finds a bag near Meatloaf's table and says, Meat, are these, are these yours? Oh, my God. And he goes, yeah, and... Doesn't apologize. Yeah. Doesn't apologize. No, you for the can't. Rant. Once no. you've gone that hard, you can't apologize. You can't back off from that. You've gone yeah. all the way over the edge. I also another thing I like about the rant is I like people who say, I'm not a guy you want to <laughs> fuck with. I'm the last guy in the world you wanna and it's like, how much damage can Meatloaf do? Like I know he's big, but he's like he's yeah. enormous. I he's also love of... his yelly goes, These are my sponges. He's screaming mm. about sponges. I once saw a dad scream at his kid for being on their tiptoes. Like, wow. He was, the kid was just walking on his tiptoes, but the dad was saying tippy toes. I think he was saying it more of a, it's dangerous. He was walking like on top of a slide or walking across something like that. And mm. I think his dad was like, plant your feet. But he was yelling, the kid's name was Tyson. He's like, Tyson, get off your tippy toes. Yeah. And just adults saying tippy toes is always funny I know, to me. What's, what's this dad's problem? It's good to be on your tippy toes. Yeah. This kid's going to have great calves. Yes, big calves. Uh, Hey, this is one more meatloaf fact I've got. And meatloaf was very happy to spread this fact himself. Apparently, Kurt Cobain from Nirvana used to listen to the song, You Took the Words Right Out of My Mouth Before Going On Stage. Wow. He'd sit there backstage listening to You Took the Words Right Out of My Mouth to get him pumped up. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's pretty good for meat. Yeah. Good. Mr. Loaf. R.I.P., mate. All right, moving on. Ah, oh, this, an album that was on high rotation in the Earl household in 1995. This is Hootie and the Blowfish with Only Want to Be With You. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. Is this one of the songs you knew? Yeah. Yeah. 
What do you think of that song, Ben? That's a certified hit. It is a good. It's a good song. That it sounds, is what, sounds very nineties, but it's a good song. I love nineties stuff. Okay, good. That, if I started singing, I think I would want my voice to sound like that. Darius Rucker. Just as kind of cool as like you're not even trying. Like well, I'd love to sound like that when I sing. You know who else loved the sound of Darius Rucker's voice? Who? Guitar player Mark Bryan from the band Hooting the Blowfish, because this is how they started. They went to the same college, and Darius was singing in the shower, and Mark Bryan heard it and went, ooh, I love that voice. So waited for him to finish his shower and said, do you want to join a band with me? Wow. That's beautiful. It is. It's a lovely coming together story. That'd be good in a movie. Formed in the shower. Is this like communal shower type thing in college, or what's the deal here? I don't know. Unless it was just in his dorm. I don't know how the dorms work in colleges. Maybe there is communal showers. I need to picture this. Yeah, I need I to g- picture this shower I don't think situ- that, yeah, scene. Yeah, their, their dorms have their own showers and toilets. I think you've got to go down the, down the end of the hall. Yeah. Yeah. Communal shower and he's waiting outside the cubicle. God. Shower cubicle. <laughs> I love your voice. I wonder what or he was singing he, in the shower. He was doing something else and then got caught and went, oh, I'm here because I love your voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was peering over the top of the shower because yeah. I really like your voice. <laughs> uh, so, Cracked Review is the is the album this is from. It is the nineteenth selling nineteenth best selling album of all time in the US. Whoa! Yeah, that's went huge. Twenty one times platinum. Whoa! Yep. Uh, they that's were a band crazy. from eighty six. Now, Hootie and the Blowfish is a it's a bad band name. Would you, Would you agree? It's memorable. Yep. All right, I want to put, put to you, Ben. I kind of like it. Do you think they'd have more success or less success if they were called Blowy and the Hootfish oh, instead of Hootie and the Blowfish? Yes. Yeah, I think Blowy and the Hootfish is good. <laughs> it doesn't really match the sound of their music. Yeah, well, Darius... Hootie and the Blowfish should be like a kid's band. Darius is not Hootie. That's not his nickname. But just people think that he is Hootie and the band of the Blowfish. Hmm. Darius and the Shower Peerer. Yeah, <laughs> the Peeping Toms. <laughs> and the Peeping Tom. That's not bad. It's good. Uh, so this song got to number six in the US, but it had some issues because in it, at near the end they quote uh, a Bob Dylan lyric. They quote Tangled Up in Blue, mm. uh, which resulted in undisclosed settlement being made between the band and Bob Dylan. Now, Bob Dylan now has a writing credit on this song, and they never, neither party confirmed how much they paid. But VH1 reported it was $350,000. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan got a little check for $350,000. Which you think, Bob's got enough money, surely. Bob, me, Bobby, (laughs) come on. Don't Um, get greedy. I'm doing that in my show this year. I just sort of, I say, um, yeah, there's this comedian. He's got this great bit. And then I just do the bit verbatim (laughs) for the next five minutes. But I give him credit. Yeah, yeah, that's all you need to do. Yep. Yeah. Ne- the next step is just putting the DVD on. Just putting a Carl Barron DVD on and go, this is so good. Yeah. It's uh, Ben Koshin reacts to Carl <laughs> Barron for an hour. <laughs> it's, you've never watched Carl Barron before, so it's your first ever reaction. Just going, wow. He's Can so I funny. Say, I, I'd only ever seen him like the stuff he has on YouTube. Yep. And then Conchetta and I this year, we went to see him live. Oh. And I, I said to Conchetta, I was like, you know, who knows? He might not be funny. Like, you know, comedians, they get older, they get less funny sometimes. Yep. 
especially if they just play to their audience. So I was like, I don't know, maybe it won't be funny. You know, my hopes were down. I died. <laughs> I was like convulsing. I was crying. People were looking at me like I was crazy. I'm so glad you said that. It's he, the, I was he getting really weird is. looks and I was like, what do you want from me? Like, we're all at a comedy show. What do you want me to do? I got signed by a management company. They had a meeting with me and they said, who, who do you look up to in the industry? And I think they were kind of expecting me to say like, big TV names and stuff like that. And I said, oh, Carl Barron, just because he's the only Australian comic who's making a living just from doing comedy. Like, yeah, his TV spots are just him doing comedy on the footy show. Yeah. And, and yeah. he doesn't really do anything else. Nah, it's amazing. I mean, he did the film. He did a film, but like that's kind of oh, yeah, that's comedy right. adjacent. Yeah. But yeah. He um, had so, so many funny bits about just like people coming up to him after the show and just being like, don't come up to me. I don't want to hear from you. Oh. And like a lady came up to him after the show. She was like crying and be like, oh, thank you so much. I needed a laugh. And he was like, fuck off, sad sack. <laughs> <laughs> Such a funny thing to say. Someone who's crying who really likes you. <laughs> sad sack. Uh, this, this song, we go back to the song, I only want to be with you. Okay, so it's got a line, speaking of crying. You mm. think I'm such a baby because the Dolphins make me cry. So he's talking about the Miami Dolphins, the football team there. Right. Yeah, not not Dolphins as in the animal. And, you know, uh, some, I, like, never hear lyrics in songs. And Conchetta has the same thing. Like, I don't know what anyone is ever saying in any song I've ever heard. I'm not yep. listening to them. I can't hear them. I don't know any lyrics. I, like, I either like the sound of the melody or... Or not. Like, I have no idea what's being Well, said. I have the band for you. Have you heard the band Sigoros? No. They sing in a language called Hopelandic, which okay. is just a made-up language that the singer Yonzi made up to sing. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. I like that, yeah. Icelandic band who just sing in Hopelandic. Wow. Yeah, yep. I'll give that a listen. Uh, so the last thing I'll say about Darius Rucker, he's a country singer now. He's had a bunch of number one songs on the US country music charts. But in 2009, so this song, Only Want to Be With You, came out in 95. He has the 19th highest selling album in America of all time. But in 2009, he won the Country Music Association's Best New Talent. I don't think you can be in the Best New Talent category if you've, no. you're swanning in on a private jet. I don't think so. You can't win Best Newcomer in Melbourne if you were, you know, doing yeah. sketch for 15 years and then did a stand-up show. Exactly. It's like Frank Woodley would have been, like, when he went solo after Lionel Woodley. Yeah, exactly. Would have been up for Best Newcomer. Best Newcomer, no, yeah. No, <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, also, Darius Rucker is uh, very good friends with Tiger Woods and was one of Tiger Woods' crew as he was uh, getting in trouble with some waitresses. I want to look up Darius Rucker. Yeah. Cool dude. Oh. Uh, why are you looking him okay, up? Okay, let's play. I was picturing a white guy. I'm not going to. Oh, lie. <laughs> no. I was really picturing a white guy. And now I'll let the listeners picture what like uh, race they are. <laughs> He's green. <laughs> All right, we're now going to move on. We've talked about this person before quite a bit, actually. This is Katie Lang, and this is her song. If I were you.
it. That's that song. Yeah. Now, this is not, from her from album me. All You Can Eat. Oh, I like that name. Yeah, it's good. Reminds me of Sizzler restaurants, which is always a good thing. Yeah. It got to 23 on the charts. got to number one on the American dance charts. Is that a dance song? I don't think it's a dance song at all. I think it was just a, like, obviously the record label just put it under the dance category and it got to number one. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say that's dance. No, it sounds like something you'd slowly guess yourself to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's called If I Were You. This is what I want to ask you, Ben. Yeah. If you could be anyone, who would you be? Wow. That's a good question. It doesn't have to be an actual person, but maybe like a different career or, or oh. something like that. Like, yeah, but if you've got an actual person in mind, go, go for that. I don't have anyone in mind, but I do like the idea of being a professional athlete. Yep. Um, so I guess which sport would I pick? Um, tennis, maybe. Have you watched the uh, Breakpoint documentary series on Netflix? I started watching it. It's really good. I just have watched you finished the, it? I've just watched the Curios one. That's the only one I've watched so far. Yeah. Oh, my God. Berrettini's in episode, episode two. That guy is the hunkiest hunk I've ever seen. I just watched him. Uh, did he beat Andy Murray? No, he just lost. Oh, he's out. No, he's only th- ranked 13. Now he drops out of the top 20. Yeah, it's a shame for the hunks. There's a couple Mate. hunky tennis players. Yeah. Uh, who's Is it the Sipsius? Tsitsipas, yeah, he's Tsitsipas. a hunk. Yeah, he's, he's pretty hunky. Uh, I mean, I always had a crush on Serena Williams. I think she's a dreamboat. She's hunky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love her. Um, yeah, tennis would be good. Tennis would be good, although it'd be pretty lonely. I think it's lonely. I don't think it's a fun sport. Like watching this documentary, they're like they're on the road nonstop, traveling all the time. You're alone out there. I actually hate tennis, to be honest. It's it's who would, who similar would have to stand up, really. If you're a really like popular stand up, you're going around as well. Like very similar lifestyle. Yeah, that is true. It's all lonely out there, guys. So maybe a team sport. <laughs> you don't. You wouldn't want yeah. to do a team sport where. You could get like a brain injury. So football. So NRL's out. NRL, like NFL, that's out. Yeah. I mean, listeners know I, I would be a basketball player. Yeah. But I, I'd love to just be a guy who sat on the bench, got the best seat in the house, no pressure. Yeah. Getting a million yeah, dollars a year. Yeah, you want to be a sportsman in, in America, you know, where they get paid hundreds yeah. of millions. Yeah. I mean, soccer would be okay. Yeah. Soccer would be good. You want to um, do better than the A-League though. Yeah, that's true. All right. Yeah, as you can see, not much I can say about this. That's Maybe I'll it. just be Carl Barron. That, that's a good answer. Yeah. Carl Barron. That would mm. be sick to be Carl Barron. Yeah. Actually, maybe I'd be John Mulaney. Yeah? I think he's got a good career. He's, yeah, he's very funny. He's Have you got tickets funny, to yeah. see a show? No. No, me either. <laughs> Is that a tennis centre? I don't want to watch a comedian in a tennis centre. Yeah, that's... T- yeah, I agree. Yeah. You shouldn't be playing more than a 20-seater, in my opinion. <laughs> That's the p- prime <laughs> prime number of uh, seats yeah. you want. That's why I'm happy with where I'm at, and I don't want to get any bigger. <laughs> All right, moving on. Our next act. Never talked about this act before. Great. This is Billy Ray Martin. Oh, you thought oh. I was going to say Cyrus. And this is Your Loving Arms.
a long time, this song. It does. I, I might go for Here we go. Okay, that's that's Billy Ray Martin. Never has there yeah. been a pop singer with a more perfect name. Now you wouldn't know this because you were born the year the show started, but there used to be a show in, in Australia called The Late Show, and Tony Martin oh. and Mick Malloy used to do a bit at the end of the show every week for the second season, which was we've booked a special musical guest, and they would say, "All right, we've got David Byrne from Talking Heads," and then cricketer David Boone. Would have, and no, Mick would go, what? David Byrne? I thought you said David Boone. And then David Boone yeah. would sing. And instead of Joan Jett, it was Joan Kerner, the uh, Victorian Premier. And, yeah, uh, well, that one's not as close. Not as close, but it was still, it was still very funny. Uh, yeah. This would be perfect. We've got Billy Ray Martin. Oh, I thought you said Ray Martin. Oh, and then yeah. Ray Martin comes out. I thought you said bring in Ray Martin. Yeah. Yeah. See? Bring it back. I can, I can, ride, for, I can ride for the show. Come on. Give me a chance. When I um, when I hosted Speaks and Specs, I think I've said this before, but I wanted to bring it back. I thought, oh, because Adam Hills, his uh, line at the end of the show was uh, whatever the same one as Countdown. Hmm. And they said, what do you want to do for yours? And I said, oh, can we do what The Late Show did and have like, because I wanted the, uh, instead of Courtney Barnett, I wanted the WA Premier Colin Barnett. I thought that would be very funny. Yeah. And they said, no, we're not doing that. I'm like, all right, fair enough. Could have been, could have been really good. All right. Could have. So this, Billy Ray Martin, real name, Birgit Dijkman. German, uh, raised in wow, St. Pauli. Wow, what a name. Yeah, it's a good. Birgit Dijkman. Which means she chose the name Billy Ray Martin as well. That's a Yeah. Even though Billy Ray Cyrus was already popular. Uh, this song, top 10 in both the UK and Ireland and went number one on the US dance charts. So this You're is kidding. A, this is a dance song. This the is Katie a Lang, one? Not a, not a dance song. This is a no. dance song. Uh, I that. It's a dance song. She was raised by her grandparents in St. Pauli. Quite, apparently quite a hard upbringing. Very, she lived in the red light district there. Uh, she moved to Berlin in the early 80s, influenced by seeing electronic acts like Cabaret Voltaire and Throbbing Gristle. But also, the city was having a bit of a soul revival. And her band, her 11-piece band, Billy and the, and the Deep, super popular live band in Berlin in the 80s. Are you there? Interesting. Oh, yeah. I, I was just looking up. Oh, You've my gone. freezing. Yeah. Yeah, I can okay. see that. I was looking up. I wanted to see what she looked like. Ah, okay. So she moved to London. When she moved to London, she put an ad in the paper looking for a band. So in Melody Maker, which is the like music mag, and the ad read, "Soul Rebel seeks musical genius." Wow. P- pretty, pretty good ad, I reckon. Yeah. Because it led to a meeting with four men from Birmingham who'd been looking for a voice to add to their music. And the band became Electribe 101. And they recorded their first single. It was called Talking With Myself. And it got noticed by uh, a guy called Tom Watkins who managed the Pet Shop Boys, Bross, and a band called E17. I don't think he had E17 then, but he, he was going on to do E17. And he signed them with uh, Phonogram Records. So this is her first solo single. 
It's uh, she worked with the members of the Grid, who did Swamp Thing, which we've talked about on another show. So it's mm. a techno banjo song, and Mix Mag, which is a quite influential DJ magazine, listed this song as the forty seventh greatest dance single of all time. No, 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 no. Of all time, Ben. I disagree. It's, it's. I strongly not, disagree. <laughs> it's not that great a song. No. They reckon it's the 47th greatest dance song of all time. That's crazy. This is what they said about it. They said, if you went into the ladies' bogs in any club last summer while Billy Ray's song was playing, you could see and hear all the girls joining in. Not only a top tune, Billy Ray Martin's heartfelt lyrics spoke the truth about feeling insecure, needing reassurance, and hating yourself for it. Well, that's true. And that's now, been true forever. The best bit about it is just if you go into the ladies' bogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll smell a dirty shit and you'll hear Billy Ray Martin. <laughs> Being a professional writer, just got, yeah, I'll use, I'll say ladies' bogs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after these messages. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay. We're back. We're back, baby. (laughs) We're back. With a band who I thought we were never going to talk about again on the podcast. But here they are. A little band called PM Dawn. And their song, Downtown Venus. Here we go. Trying to be by myself Myself So that, what do you think, Ben, of that song? What's a downtown Venus? Whatever you want a downtown Venus to be. Okay. Well, now I think it's a downtown penis. That's what I like to think. <laughs> do you reckon that's what the original uh, lyrics were? And <laughs> yeah. the label which Downtown you can't, Venus. <laughs> you can't call it downtown penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the vibe, but it doesn't quite get me that song it's but it feels very 90s which i it, like oh, absolutely it, it kind of feels like has some real early savage garden vibes to it yeah even it though this was before savage garden 
okay. But you could I you could imagine it on, on a playlist with Savage Garden, absolutely with the, with the Chicka Cherry Cola song. Oh, I want you. Oof. Yeah. Well, you know they need that Chicka Cherry Cola <laughs> yeah. lyric, and all they've got is Downtown Venus. That's their problem. <laughs> Uh, so this was uh, from their album Jesus Wept, their third album. Uh, they sample Deep Purple's Hush in this. So uh, the songwriter of that song, Joe South, gets a credit. This is the first time the band had kind of steered away from hip-hop and adding a few more alternative uh, like guitar elements to it. And so Rock okay. Station started playing them. Uh, so they weren't just con- like confined to the hip-hop, R&B and uh, pop stations. Were they hip-hop guys? They were hip hop. It was this kind of hip hop in the same vein as kind of like Arrested Development, kind of like positive hip hop, not your gangster stuff. It was kind of like a, a more yeah. sensitive. Let's keep it hip-hop. cheeky and yep. not scary. Yeah. So the song was written by Prince B, uh, who I've only just realised that that's a very funny name because uh, there's Prince, so it alludes that actual oh, Prince yes. is Prince A, and this is Prince B. Yes, that is good. Uh, the album didn't do much, although. In uh, like revisionist kind of reviews have been very positive to it. Saying so actually, it actually is a good album, but at the time, because it was too different from what we were used to, and the band were kind yeah. of on the outer as well. It was well. before its time. Yeah, Prince B had a bunch of health issues after this album, so um, yeah, didn't really do much after it. Although I will say it is their best album title. So Jesus Wept is the best album title because these are the other two they had before this. So the first album was of the heart of the soul and of the cross, the utopian experience. It's a long one. And then the next walk. one was the Bliss album, dot, 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 question mark, brackets, vibrations of love and anger and the ponderance of life and existence, close brackets. Wow. They yep. don't mind a long title. Well, here's, here's the next one. So in 98, they followed up with, Dearest Christian, I'm so very sorry for bringing you here. Love, Dad. Jeez Louise. <laughs> uh, that didn't even hit the charts. And then... They released a mail order only album in 2000 called Fucked Music. That's better. You reckon fu- what's better, Jesus Wept or Fucked Music? Um, fucked Music. Yeah, okay. Because I like swear words. You're I a think bad you're cool. boy. Yeah. I'm a bad boy. And I just want to hear people swear more. Uh, so, Downtown Venus. It's, it's fine. It's very 90s, as you said. Yep. Yeah. All right. Speaking of very 90s, this song is very 90s. This is Here the first time, first time we hear of this band on the compilation. We're going to hear them a fair bit going forward Ooh, in the series. This is, um, I would say, the other song that you have heard before. This is Blur and Country House. Okay. Am I correct? Nope. Oh, Had, okay. Hadn't heard this. Pills and piles up on his bells in the country. 
First impressions, Ben. Well, you sent me the playlist previously, and so I've listened to this song twice now. And I think sometimes it takes a few listens for the song to grow on me, and that was really growing on me by the third listen. Just then, okay, yeah, that's good. Well, this is Blur's other big song because I've heard a few Blurs. Song two. Yep, that one. That's a big one. Uh, Boys and Girls is another very good one. uh, oh, there's there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Park Life is another uh, big one. Yeah, I like this. Park Life. Yeah. Okay. So this is the first single from their fourth album. The album's called The Great Escape. But even better than that, this was the height of Britpop, and this Ooh. song was fifty percent of what they called the Battle of Britpop, which the UK tabloids coined because it was being released on the same day as Oasis's Roll with It. Wow. Now, Oasis and Blur were rivals, Ben. Did you know this? Shit. They did no. not like each other. Uh, and so what happened was Enemy pretty much kind of found out that Oasis and Blur were releasing a single on the same day and kind of asked the bands for comment. And Oasis, according to them, said, oh, no, we don't. So they pushed theirs back a week. And then Blur or their label, pushed their song back a week as well because they heard wind. And, oh, and so they were like, all right, it's on. And it was a big, it was like leading story in the, in the news in the UK. Really? That's front page. Vox Pops were going around going, Who, which one are you going to buy? And You're all kidding. the experts said that oh, Oasis are going to win because Oasis had the runs on the board. They'd had all these number one songs. Yep. And they had all, like, they had better quotes. They were just, you know, Liam and Noel were funnier. Damon, Alex, Graham, not not as Dave, not not as not as funny. Uh, yeah. But what happened was, Country House. This song sold more than Roll with It by Oasis. So wow. in its first week, Country House sold two hundred seventy-four thousand copies, and Roll with It sold two hundred sixteen thousand copies. Wow! So uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of CD that's singles. A lot of- that's a lot of people going out to a sanity. Yeah. So it was billed as the greatest pop rivalry since the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. This is like wow. in this country if it was Cal Barron versus Husey and you've got a you got Oh a my god. God. I don't think I could. I'd rather kill myself than pick between <laughs> those two. Uh so Oasis called Blur Chaz and Dave Chimney Sweet Music. And Blur referenced uh Oasis as they called them Oasis Quo, saying they sound like status quo. A sly dig. Um, yeah. I don't in, think that one's as good. No, it's not as good. In the long run, Oasis uh, became way more successful than Blur, although Damon's kind of having the best career out of all of them. What's uh, he doing? He's he's uh, the man behind Gorillaz. Oh, is he really? Yeah. So, wow. you know, he, he's doing all right. And uh, Alex from the band makes cheeses, and he's very, he's very good at that. <laughs> um, so... This is what uh, Noel Gallagher kind of said at the end. He goes, both songs are a bit shit, and he's kind of a bit embarrassed to be even kind of included in it. He's like, yeah, they weren't our best songs. He goes, it should have been Cigarettes and Alcohol versus Girls and Boys. Now, that would have had more merit. Um, And he and Damon are actually friends now. They've worked together a fair bit, even though... No, that's that's Alex makes cheeses. Okay. 
but they've never brought up their rivalry when they've talked to each other. They've just got, we don't right. need to talk about it. Um, which is quite a turn because during the height of this, Noel said this about um, Blur. He said, I hope that Alex and Damon... No, I hate that Alex and Damon. I hope they catch AIDS and die. Well, you can't say that anymore. No. Well, he he, he walked it back even a week later. He said... The, the just ju- HIV. Well, he said... just <laughs> they, He said, I hope they get a flu. That's what he said. Because <laughs> he said that the journalist was goading him, trying to get him to say something shocking. Yeah, he's walked it back a fair bit. Yeah. I hope they get the sniffles instead of AIDS. Yeah, it is one of those things, though. It was a real... Especially this time, you had to choose one or the other. There's a bit of that with Pearl Jam and Nirvana as well. It was weird. Yeah. You couldn't just like both bands. You had to make a, had to make a decision. That is weird. Yeah. All right, moving on. Now, we've talked about this guy before as well. This is from his Forever Blue album. This song got to 27 in the charts here. Here it is. Baby did a bad, bad thing by Chris Isaac. Yes. Now we're It goes, I kind of have, I've left the best bit of the song out. Mm. But listeners, you know where to find it. Just go on Spotify. What is it? Oh, when he, when he hits the high notes. All right, we'll get, we'll get here. Yeah, like oh, yeah. Here we go. Wow. That's the best bit. It is a very, very good song. That was the other one I knew. Yeah, I'd forgotten all about it. I mean, I knew it existed, but I'd not listened to it for a long, long time. And this it's like, guy's a great singer. He's really good. And it's also, it's 2 minutes 54. It's a perfect length for a pop song. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this song is in a lot of movies. Oh. And it's always awesome when it comes in. It's in one film in particular, which got it back okay. in the charts. So Stanley Kubrick used this for Eyes Wide Shut. So the film oh. with Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. Yeah. And the reason he used it is because Nicole Kidman would listen to this in like rehearsals to get herself into character. Really? Yeah. And then Chris Isaac uh, was like, he was on the Tonight Show and um, I think Stanley Kubrick saw him or something like that. And so got in contact and said, can we use the song? And he said, yeah, straight away. He said, yep. Because he's like Stanley Kubrick hadn't, hadn't done a film he didn't like. So he's like, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Which it's is such a good song. It's weird because, oh, no, it's not weird, but like Nicole Kidman must really like kind of country style music because she's married to Keith Urban. And this is, mm. you'd put in the country basket if you Would you put to. that in a country basket? Oh, it's got, it's got hints of country in it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, 
I just like it. Anyway, so once it was in the film, uh, it got to number nine on the charts in, in America. So this wow. was four years after it was first released. How does that happen? I don't understand how that works. Well, they made, they made a film clip for it um, and used uh, – so Herb Ritz directed it, who also did Wicked Game, which is him rolling around on the beach. Um, yeah, so this one, he's in a room uh, and there's like cameras in other rooms and he's kind of watching a, a model kind of gyrate around. Oh, and, yeah, uh, I can, yeah, I can picture that. Yeah, so VH, VH1 had to have two versions of the uh, music video. So one they could only play after 9 p.m. What happens in that one? That's the sexy one. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Just pause. Yeah. I just got to look something up quickly. Something different. And we're back. Ben, <laughs> why, have you, why have you got your top off? All right. I feel much more relaxed. <laughs> uh, so the video was ranked number 28 on VH1's 50 Sexiest Video Moments. Holy cow. Yeah. I'm actually going to watch this now. Yeah. it's. <laughs> I was joking. Now I'm going to watch it. I don't think I've watched the film Eyes Wide Shut. Have you seen it? No. No. I must have been thinking about a different film that it's in. I reckon it's in at least a couple films. Yeah, I'd say it is. I also say I reckon it's also used in a few kind of like those parody films as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Epic got, movie. Yeah, it's got vibes like that. You could use it just to people know exactly what you're doing when you use this song. They just like, yeah. that's exactly, yeah, we're, we've got the vibe. It's a bit yeah. like uh, Nick Cave's Red Right Hand. You know what you're doing. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think, so in 99, I was 18. There's a lot of good movies came out in 99 though. It was, they say the last great, great year for movies. And when I say, they say it, I say it. So it was like, uh, yeah. Ben John Malkovich came out, Magnolia came out. Uh, I did, I did a whole, um, poll online about this and people voted the mummy is the best movie, which was wow, the wrong choice. It's all right. It's fun, but it's just, yeah. It's, mm. not, it's not as good as being John Malkovich. All right. We're up to our last song, Ben. Oh, wow. It's gone really quick. This is, oh, the woman who insured her legs. This is Tina Turner <laughs> and her theme to the James Bond film, Goldeneye, her song, Goldeneye. This one takes ages to get going. Yeah. I listened to it before. This is Dave Warnicke's favourite Bond thing. You're kidding. Yeah. Come on, Tina. Bring it in. See reflections on the water. More than darkness in the depths. See him surface and never a shadow. On the wind, I feel his breath. Golden eye, I found his weakness. That you're my hero. Uh, that was Goldeneye. First impressions of that one, Ben. Um, 
I'm not a huge James Bond head. Neither am I. Yeah, and that didn't do it for me. I love Tina Turner, though. Well, I yeah, say I love yeah. Tina Turner like I'm a huge fan. I like Simply the Best. Yeah, you got to watch the documentary on her. It's on Binge. It's really good. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. it just rem- I remembered listening to that um, cause because uh, Tina Turner did simply the best for the you know the NRL yeah whatever you call it ad in whatever year that was, and my dad my brother was getting married like two years ago and my dad was like, I think we should sing simply the best <laughs> at my brother's wedding because we loved watching NRL and it was like the best one ever and I'm like really and he's like yeah. And I think we should get singing lessons. <laughs> so we got singing lessons for like a couple of months. Yep. I was bad. My dad was 10 times worse. <laughs> but he's like very committed to things. So he was like practicing every day. We got exercises we had to do. He was singing it nonstop. And we didn't get much better. Like we still sing. And it's such a hard song yeah. to sing. Like we couldn't find any range that worked. Tina Turner's one of the greatest singers. Of all time. It's a really fucking hard song to sing. And, and we did it at the wedding. And um, Did yeah, your brother dad, appreciate it? Did your brother know I, it was happening? No, he didn't know. We had to keep oh, it a God. secret. I had to lie to Conchetta where I was going every week. <laughs> and, um, yeah, my dad just went nuts. Like, he did, you know, he just he just tried to sing it as loud as he possibly could. <laughs> and also, And no one really appreciated it. How many other siblings do you have? Um, just a, one brother, one sister. Are they all partnered up? Uh, no, just my brother. Okay. How did Conchetta feel about, which is your partner for the listener, that your dad's seeing to your brother's new partner, you're simply the best, as in yeah. she's the best. Conchetta, bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he was singing it to my brother. Oh, oh how did you feel? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird. There's like a lot of weird lines in there. Yep. I can't even remember what the lyric was, but it's like, it becomes quite like romantic. And I'm like, it's yep. a weird song. It's kind of a weird song to sing to my brother when it gets sort of sexual and romantic at one point. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of weird songs, Goldeneye by Tina Turner, written by Bono and the Edge of U2. A kidding. Yeah, they wrote this song. Uh, it was a number one single, and I'm finding this a lot on this show. Hungary. Hungary love whatever songs are on the hundreds and hits because even though it didn't get there, but they are so often a number one song only in Hungary. Wow. Well, I'm Hungarian, so. Did you, and you an, didn't like the song, though. Uh, and I didn't like Well, I'm only like a quarter Hungarian, okay. so I guess that's why. It's You're not like strong a quarter enough. of it, yeah. Um, yeah. Depeche Mode originally asked to write it, uh, write the song for the Bond film, and due to touring commitments and a massive heroin addiction. They just couldn't find the time. Yeah. Yeah. Takes up a lot of time. But like you, I'm not a I'm not a Bond fan. But when I hear Goldeneye, I don't think of the film or the song. But Again. I think of the Nintendo sixty four game. That yeah. my first year of uni was me waiting for my friends to finish playing this game before we could go out. <laughs> so I'm not a big gamer either. Me neither. Yeah. So this this game was like, I looked into it. People are re- they really look kindly on this game, yeah. And they say it's the it's the first time that you could uh, see that a first person shooter was actually really fun to play. Right. Yeah. And Electronic Gaming Monthly ranked GoldenEye 007 as the 25th best console video game of all time. 
Jesus. Yep. And Next Generation called it number 10 on their list of top 50 games of all time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. So it paved the way for Halo, Call of Duty, and um, a game that replaced it in my share house, Perfect Dark. Never heard of that. Uh, I used to come home and my flatmate would be up until like 3 or 4 in the morning playing Perfect Dark, and it was like so fucking annoying. Oh, my God. Go to bed, I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing we're not gamers. Yeah, we're cool dudes who are into we're comedy. We're cool. We just, yeah, we, yeah, we just like comedy. We just Much like Carl Barron. That's way cool. Yeah. All right. So what we do, Ben, at the end of every episode, we go through these. Now, the lid claims 100% hits. Now, let's see how many hits are actually on this. Starting off with Mr. Meat, I'd lie for you, and that's the truth. Is this a hit? Um... Well, to me, no. Be honest, yes. That's what I want. So, no, okay. not a hit. Okay. Only Want to Be With You by Hootie and the Blowfish. That's a hit. Yeah, even bigger hit if it was Blowing the Hootfish. <laughs> if I Were You by Katie Lang. Not a hit. Not a hit. Your Loving Ours by Billy Ray Martin. No hit. Downtown Venus by PM Dawn. Downtown Penis is a hit. <laughs> Downtown Venus, not a hit. <laughs> not a hit. Come on, Weird Al, get Downtown Penis. <laughs> Drickin he heard the song and was like, I hope this is a big hit because I've got one <laughs> locked and loaded. Come on. <laughs> or they were doing like reverse engineering, like trying to get like, oh, yes. if we just put Venus, Weird Al's going to get on top. Um, yeah. Country House by Blur. No. Not a hit. Not a hit. Baby Did a Bad, Bad Thing. Huge hit. Huge hit. Goldeneye, Tina Arena. Not a hit. Two out of eight, Ben. That could be the lowest school we've had. Really? Yeah. I think wow. you, I I I think there's two songs on there that I would say were hits. I would say I'd put Country House by Blur, yep. even though it's my favorite Blur song, and I, I'd actually put Goldeneye as well. But wow. I reckon the rest you've nailed. I reckon you, I'm you've done a very hard well. judge of hits. You know, yeah, takes a lot to be a hit in my books. Well, I think a lot of the listeners will agree with you. We're getting a lot <laughs> a lot of people saying I'm being too positive about these songs. Yeah. Hey, thanks for doing this, Ben. Now, you have some shows no in the worries. Comedy Festival or in festivals around the country. Yes. Uh, I'm doing a show called From Us and Ours to You and Yours. Um, uh, Sydney, Adelaide, Melbourne, possibly Brisbane. Excellent. And yes, that's about it. I actually, no, I won't give away. I shouldn't give away anything from the show. It's exciting. I've got some exciting things in it, but I should not give them away. He he's pointing down. He's he, he's got a, holding up a sign saying "Downtown Penis." He's going to end <laughs> by doing a parody of "Downtown I, Penis." I'm furiously writing the lyrics to "Down Downtown Penis." Uh, so tickets are at what bencoshin.com. Uh, I don't have a website, uh, but I imagine if you look up Ben Caution and comedy, hopefully I'm the number one Ben Caution out there. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are a few others, but yeah, I found a few on the other podcast. I think yeah. I am the be- I'm the most well known Ben Caution so far, which is nice. Great. Also, if you're in Melbourne, I'm doing uh, for Don't You Know Who I Am's at the European Beer Cafe. Although by then I'll have a different name. I think it's called Morris House by then. Really? Yeah. Saturdays at three o'clock. Uh, plus, I'm doing my kids' show, uh, Humankind, as well, on the weekends of the festival. If you've got kids aged between five and nine, bring them along. They'll really enjoy it. And also, I don't, I can't tell you exactly the time and the place, but there's going to be a live 100% hits during the festival. Ooh. Keep some Tuesday nights free. 
is all I can say. Do you get say. to play the songs live? I get some performers to get up and do the songs live. Oh, my God. Now, yeah. that's something you want to see, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be fun. So tickets for all these shows are at joshl.com.au. Hey, thanks for this, Ben. It's been a pleasure. No worries. I'll see you next time. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.